Hello, and welcome to Filled with His Love. Today is my brother Vaughn's birthday. Yesterday's episode and tomorrow's episode begin to tell a small part of his story. So today I want to tell a bit more and show how his story can be helpful to all of us, no matter where we are on the covenant path, solidly in the middle of it, drifting toward the edge, or on a different path entirely. In the book of Malachi, the Lord says, quote, Return unto me, and I will return unto you. In the Doctrine and Covenants, we read a similar message, Draw near unto me, and I will draw near unto you. We need to make the first move. Then God steps in and changes us. He's the only one who can change our heart. But we need to open ourselves to Him, just like all those who opened themselves to King Benjamin's amazing address. My brother opened himself, and the result has been a total transformation. Over 30 years ago, somewhere along the way, he lost his faith in God. But during the past year, his faith has returned. He returned unto God, and God returned unto him. He drew near to the Savior, and the Savior drew near to him. A little over a year ago, he called and said, Let me see if I get this straight. You're saying that if I want to have better relationships with others, I need to get closer to God. And I said, Yes, that's actually, that's exactly it. That's what I'm trying to say. And he then said, well, I'm not close to God, so that's what I need to do. About a month later, it seems to me, he called again. He said, well, I said my first prayer last night. Pleasantly surprised, I said, and how did it go? He responded, well, it felt good, but I think God was shocked. We both laughed. But this was a happy kind of laugh, a kind of happy congratulatory laugh. He began opening himself as the saints who listened to King Benjamin. The miracle of change was taking hold. One of C.S. Lewis's most famous quotes described how God changes us. I'm sure you've heard it before, but it's worth hearing again. It describes so well what has happened to my brother. This excerpt comes from his book, Mere Christianity. Quote, imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps, you can understand what he's doing. He is getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You knew that those jobs needed doing, and so you were not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably and does not seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of. Throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor here, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were being made into a decent little cottage. But he is building a palace. He intends to come and live in it himself. End quote. I love this quote. I will not try to name all of the changes my brother has made over the past year, and I'm not talking about little changes. All I will say here is that I've been astounded at his ability to stop doing something he wanted to stop and start doing things he wanted to start. I've been one of the closest observers to his personal remodel of his life structure, and it has had enormously positive effects on me personally. I will say to myself sometimes, 
well, if Vaughn can do such and such, I ought to be able to make the change in myself. President Oaks gave a talk a number of years ago called Miracles. As I reread this talk, I could not help but think of my brother and the journey of change he has experienced these past many months. After describing a long list of miracles that occur in the church today, here is what President Oaks said about the miracle of personal change. Quote, this is President Oaks. I have spoken about miracles. I have given illustrations of miracles in the church as a whole and in many different circumstances involving a few individuals or a crisis of weather or war. But the greatest miracle is not in such things as restoring sight to the blind, healing an illness, or even raising the dead, since all of these restorations will happen in any event in the resurrection. Changing bodies or pro protecting temples are miracles. But an even greater miracle is a mighty change of heart by a son or daughter of God. A change of heart including new attitudes, priorities, and desires is greater and more important than any miracle involving the body. I repeat, the body will be resurrected in any event, but a change affecting what the scripture calls the heart of a spirit, son, or daughter of God is a change whose effect is eternal. If of the right kind, this change opens the door to the process of repentance that cleanses us to dwell in the presence of God. It introduces the perspective and priorities that lead us to make the choices that qualify us for eternal life, the greatest of all the gifts of God. End quote. I have witnessed firsthand the change of heart my brother has experienced. For me, it has been the greatest miracle I've ever seen. Just as President Oaks said, and as C.S. Lewis said, God doesn't stop with small incremental changes. He keeps working with us long after we submit ourselves to him. Sometimes my brother says, oh, I've still got a long ways to go. To which I say, well, Vaughn, we've all got a long ways to go. This change of heart thing is not a one-shot deal. It's a lifelong process, as Elder Christofferson has taught. It's daily repentance, as President Nelson has taught. We've all got a long ways to go before that palace gets built that C.S. Lewis refers to. The real question is, are we moving in the right direction? Are we pressing forward on the path toward God? Are we willing to let God in so he can change us? Those are the questions I ask myself all the time. And so I say, happy birthday, Vaughn. Thanks for being my brother. Thanks for the fun we had as young boys. And thanks for letting me see up close how God can change us. I hope you all have a great day, and we'll see you next time.